episode number four. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor Gura. Hello, my dear listeners. I am so excited and ready to start sharing some stories with you. So if you recall from the earlier introductory episodes, when we get stuck and we get hijacked by our emotions, it's really difficult for us to see other ways of thinking or behaving, right? I mean, think about it for a minute. When you are stuck in anger or frustration or disappointment or anxiety, we only see our situations from our point of view. And we can't fathom there may be any other way to be in that moment. So most of the episodes in this podcast are going to be dedicated to offering you suggestions of considerations. Like, for example, this week's consideration is to consider this moment. But before I continue to talk a bit more about this moment and share a story related to it, I wanted to take a moment to be in this moment because I just happened to have looked at my podcast on iTunes and noticed that five people have already wrote in a review for my show even though it's only been in existence for one week. I really, really, really am grateful to you because it is your reviews that will help make this show more visible to others around the world who are looking to listen to this kind of podcast. I decided I'd like to share with you, my listeners, one new review from the past week. So here we go. I had five to choose from, and this one is going to be from Little Tales. Cute name. This is what that person wrote. Shira's method for becoming unstuck is not new to me. I actually have her book and have benefited from implementing her method in my daily life. Although it took some getting used to, I now, I now find her method easy to use and very practical. I am glad she has created a podcast, and I look forward to listening each week. I've listened to the first four episodes, and even though I already have the background knowledge, I find Shira so easy to listen to. Her voice is so calming, and I feel like she's speaking right to me. She has a great understanding of human nature, and I look forward to her sharing many personal stories where she uses her method. As she has said, what is most personal is often most universal. Shira's stories are so relatable, and her honesty leaves the listener never feeling judged. I hope she shares many stories that are in her book. I highly recommend this podcast and think it can help others promote emotional wellness. Wow, little tales, thank you. That was so, so so kind of you. Wow. I am overwhelmed by those words. Whew. 
And I'm so happy that my book and now this podcast are making that kind of impact on your life. And yes, absolutely, I will be sharing stories from my book in future episodes, as well as fresh new stories that happen every day. Wow, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so ready? Here we go. To look at considering this moment. In my book, I share my stuck stories, many of which have to do with my husband, because well, our triggers tend to be familiar things in our lives, and my husband is a pretty familiar person in my life. Think about it for a minute. Who or what in your life tends to trigger you? My guess is you probably wouldn't say it's someone whom you hardly have any contact with, right? The common triggers in our life tend to be people we come into contact with on a regular basis, It makes sense, right? So today I'm going to talk about this moment. And what I mean by that is, to make this really simple, most of our waking hours, we are not living in this moment. We are either living in the past or we're living in the future. And we are hardly ever here and now completely. And because we are not typically living in the present moment, we oftentimes miss the miracles and the beauty and the possibilities that exist in that moment, this moment that is right in front of us. We are so busy, we are doing, we are creating, we are taking care of, we are running around, and so little time is dedicated to taking a moment and stopping and being just in this moment. In fact, in a future episode, number seven, I'm going to dedicate the entire episode to the concept of stopping because it is super critical. And yet most of us are not practicing or implementing that in our lives. So the first story that I'm going to share just happened the other day. So it's fresh in my mind. And it's a great, great story, not only to illustrate the use of the stuck method, but to illustrate how I have developed and evolved as a person because of using the stuck method in my life. Okay, so here's the story. Saturday mornings in my household typically look like this. My husband wakes up early, around five o'clock, and gets ready for his weekly bike ride with his buddies. I typically wake up a little bit later, and I'm with the kids for a little bit, and then around nine o'clock, I take the two-minute walk up to the synagogue for prayer services. My husband usually comes home around 9.30 or 10 o'clock, he showers, he eats, and then usually he goes up to the bedroom to rest and usually fall asleep. Sometimes he meets me at the synagogue for the end of services, but more often than not, he doesn't. My kids, I have four of them, by the way, are in and out of the house all day on Saturdays. We live in a small, intentional community, and that's kind of the feel of it. It, it kind of feels like we're living on an overnight camp at times. 
And the most important part of this story is that because the kids are in and out of the house all day long, and they have friends over all the time, and even though we are in and out all day with our friends visiting, we never lock the house. We live in a really safe neighborhood, a very small neighborhood, and just most people just don't do that. So this past Saturday, a friend of mine invited me for a walk in the morning. I typically would have declined, but this friend, she was in my Getting Unstuck group program that occurred last year, and she called me a couple of days earlier because she wanted to get what I call a booster, meaning she's been working with the Stuck Method for nearly a year now, and it has transformed her life, but she was in a kind of a crisis situation and she wanted me to coach her through a recent situation, and I agreed. I told my husband the night before that I'd be going on a walk in the morning instead of going to services. So I went on my walk and had this amazing transformational kind of session, and I was on a high from the work that my friend did and from the revelations she ha- revelations that she had, and the breakthrough that she had. And then I got home and I tried to open the front door, but the house was locked. Now, (laughs) I just have to take a break for a second and laugh at this because in my book, I have another story where I was locked out of my house by my husband. And this is just really funny. Like, how many times is this going to happen to me? (laughs) Okay, anyway, so that was weird because the house is never locked on Saturdays ever. I couldn't even begin to comprehend what was going on. Knowing that my kids didn't lock the house because they never do. I knew that my husband did because I didn't, but I couldn't think of why. I walked over to one of my neighbors and I just sat outside with her for a little bit. And then I told her I was locked out of the house and she told me that when I returned home, and if the house is still locked, I'm invited back to her house for food or anything else that I might need, which of course was super nice. So yeah, I walked back to my house and it was still locked. Hmm. What the? Could Maybe my husband went up to the synagogue? Maybe, but I doubt it, but maybe. So as I started to walk up to the synagogue, I saw people were heading down because services had ended. So I asked a few people if they saw my husband and no one did. Very strange. So I went back home again. Maybe he went to sleep and maybe he locked the house. So I banged on the door, but nothing. Then all these thoughts started coming to my mind, like maybe he walked over to another neighbor's house for a delicious lunch. Not knowing when I was going to come home and knowing I didn't prepare anything special for that day, I started to get pissed because I couldn't think of any other alternative to the situation. And as I sat on the porch getting more and more frustrated, one by one, my kids started coming home. They wanted to get in the house, naturally, to eat and to drink and to pee. They were so frustrated. This never happens. They started whining. They started complaining for me to open the house, which of course I couldn't. For some reason, my kids think I can perform magic. I don't know why. The bottom line is 10.30, 
turned to 11.30, turned to 12.30, turned to 1 o'clock. I got stuck on so many emotions until I caught myself being stuck. And when I notice that I'm stuck on something, I know what I need to do. If I want to get unstuck, I need to process through the stuck method. So I took a stop. And as I sat on the front porch of our house, I closed my eyes and took several deep breaths. I really felt my heart racing. I told myself I was stuck on anger and frustration and disappointment and resentment. And I allowed myself to feel those feelings. We have a bench on our front stoop and I laid down on it on my back and just allowed myself to feel those emotions. I felt emotions in my fists and in my forehead and in my belly. Then I tried to uncover my beliefs. I believe my husband should not have locked me out of the house. And then I asked myself, is that 100% accurate? To which I answered, no, not necessarily. Locking the house, of course, is being responsible, especially since there were recent burglaries in our neighborhood just the day before. Another, another belief I had was, I believe he should have left me a key. No, not necessarily, because he could have assumed that I took my key with me when I went on my walk. I really only needed to uncover those two beliefs before I was already able to come up with other considerations. I thought to myself, I can consider that my husband was being responsible by locking the house. I can consider my husband didn't lock me out of the house on purpose. I can consider my husband probably doesn't even know I'm locked out of the house. I can consider that this will not last forever. My husband will come home soon. I can consider I shouldn't blame him because I could have taken my key. I can consider he assumed I knew where he was. I also considered as I get myself unstuck that it's an awesome learning opportunity for my kids to witness how I am not letting my emotions get the better of me. And then finally, I considered this moment. I'm sitting in shade. We have a roof on our front stoop. It was a gorgeous day. It wasn't raining, it wasn't cold. I had a bottle of water with me. My neighbors were inviting me to their homes for food or a bathroom if I needed it. My kids were with me, safe and healthy. The birds were chirping and I was alive. So doing all that work put me in an entirely different place. So when I heard my husband start to walk down the path to our home, I didn't do what I would have done before I had started working with the stuck method. I would have screamed. I would have reacted. I would have yelled out. But I didn't do any of that. Nothing. I was so calm. 
so composed, so friendly, so genuinely friendly. When he saw me there, he said, hi, as if nothing was weird about the situation. And I responded, hi, uh, where were you? I went to the study session after services, he said. Why? Oh, the study session. I didn't know there was a study session, I said. I guess I missed that email. Well, I was just asking, I told him, because I've been sitting here for the past couple of hours locked out of the house. And the next thing that happened was so fascinating. You know what happened? He got defensive. You should have brought your key, he said. Huh? Whoa, like, why is he getting defensive? I wasn't even attacking him. I found that so, so interesting. And I called him on that. I said, don't get defensive. I'm not mad at you. I'm fine, really. You don't need to feel badly. Really? He said, yeah, really. I guess next time I should bring my key. Or you know what? Maybe we should just have a new rule that if one of us goes out on Saturday mornings again and the kids aren't around, we'll just leave the key so we know each of us can get into the house if need be, which he agreed to. This, my dear friends, is nothing short of amazing. Do you understand what just happened here? All of my thoughts of what my husband should or shouldn't have done was causing me to get really emotional and I totally could have acted out on those emotions. But I didn't allow that to happen. I chose otherwise. And I totally prevented an all-out war that could have lasted for days, knowing that each of us totally could have held a grudge. And it was so simple. It wasn't necessarily easy, and it's taken me years of practice, but it's possible to get unstuck. And I'm confident to say that it's the work that I do on myself, this inner work, this checking in with my thoughts and being curious about them, this willingness to give up my story for the sake of my own health and my own well-being. That is what has transformed me and therefore my marriage. My husband did not apologize for what happened. And you know what? He did not need to. It was clear as day to me that he didn't do anything wrong. And he certainly didn't do anything purposeful to hurt me. And yet when we get stuck, reality is often clouded and we can't consider this moment. We're stuck in the past or we're stuck in the future. And we're hardly ever just being in this moment. And it's that moment that's full of possibilities. So the takeaway for this episode is the next time you ever get stuck, see if you can consider this moment. See what's there for you in that moment. What possibilities exist? There is so much richness in this moment so much wisdom in this moment. So many opportunities to waken up to in this moment. So that's it, my dear friends. That is the first episode, Considering 
this moment. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com. Thank you.